Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Aftersight. I'm your host, Penn Street, and I want to give just a couple of shout outs real quick. Don't forget that December 6th is Colorado Gives Day. And even if you don't live in Colorado or even the United States of America, you can still donate. We rely on, you know, really amazing donations and incredible people just like you to make sure that we can continue offering our services and, um, you know, giving out people equipment that makes listening accessible for them absolutely free. We've been doing it over for over 30 years now, and um, we need every dollar. Um, every dollar helps, um, and we put it right back into our community. It's really super easy to give on Colorado's, on Colorado Gifts Day. All you have to do is go directly to our website and click on the donate button, which is up in the top right hand top right hand corner. Um, again, every dollar counts. You don't have to wait until December to donate. Um, and again, we are five hundred one c three, so it looks good on your taxes, which is right around the corner. I also want to give a shout out. Um, I know we kind of live in the future in podcast world, so this will actually. Um, air after Veterans Day. But today is Veterans Day, which is very dear to my heart, as well as a lot of people. Um, I come from a family of veterans. My father was, is, was a veteran. He's passed away now. And four of my seven older brothers are veterans, as well as my husband. So a big, big, huge shout out for all of you who served your country and um, made sacrifices for our freedom. I really, really appreciate it. So I also um, want to give a really quick shout out to some Canadian friends. You guys sent me some really wonderful emails of gratitude recently, and I definitely wanted to give you a shout out for being loyal listeners on the pod, as well as I know that you guys are sharing this out with your family and friends. So a shout out to the Shashas up in Canada. Um, thanks again for spreading the word and supporting what I'm doing here. Today, I have an incredible guest, and it, it really is sort of happenstance that I'm interviewing her today on Veterans Day, but my guest today is Heather Fogel, and Heather is, she's teaching independent living um, skills to veterans who have either lost their vision or in the process of losing their vision, and in my book, um, that makes Heather a superhero. So stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. And when we come back, Heather will share um, how she actually ended up being the superhero and the lives that she, that she changes every single day with her work. So hold on and we'll be right back. You're listening to Aftersight with Penn Street, an AINC original podcast. If you enjoy what you hear, please visit AINcolorado.org for more shows, news, and articles read by our amazing staff and volunteers. If you have a question for Penn or would like to recommend a guest for future shows, please visit AINcolorado.org slash podcast dash guest. And now here's your host, Penn Street. Heather, welcome to Aftersight. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope I didn't put you off with saying that you're a superhero, but I really do believe that people who do the work that you do are superheroes. So thank you. I feel so I like I your... should always get that <laughs> sort of welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I love so that. hopefully you have your cape on. <laughs> I do. It's very shiny, today. glittery. Yes. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, Heather, we um, like to I be dazzled. You like to <laughs> You got your glue gun close at hand. That's right. <laughs> well, Heather, I like to start off the show with some just some quick fire questions so that the audience can get to know you just a little bit before we dive in. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. When when eating ice cream, do you prefer it in a cone or in a cup? Ooh, in a cup now. Yeah, good question. In a cup. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I can never eat it fast enough, so I don't like a cone. Um, and also, because I'm blind, I always either have a cane or a guide dog in one hand, and it's not very, 
it, it's not pretty when you when you when you have a hand missing when you're trying to eat ice cream. That's right. <laughs> See, yours is more practical. Mine is because I like the maraschino cherries, and so whenever Ooh. I go someplace where you can kind of like load the cup, I put like twenty five of the cherries on top of a <laughs> scoop of ice cream. So that's yeah. It's just a, I just have a problem with cherries. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I didn't know that you could do that. I'm going to have to check out my favorite ice cream place and see if they'll do that. Yes, <laughs> do it. <laughs> okay. So this, this is a different direction in regards to toilet tape, toilet paper. Are you, when yeah. you put a new roll on, are you over the top or are you the upside down one? I do it the correct way, which is over the top. I don't yes. understand the people that can go under. It's just not right. It isn't. I when I visit people's homes and I notice it's the wrong way, I actually change it, and I I never I hear back too. from them. You do. <laughs> they should tell us thank you because we fixed it. You know exactly, exactly. I don't I don't understand the you know upside down people. That's just there's something wrong no, there. Me either. They do it wrong. <laughs> Exactly. Heather, are you a saver or a spender? Oh, I'm a right in the middle person. I'm very frugal, but if I find a good sale, then I I lose all impulse control, especially when it comes to shoes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like earlier today, I found these running shoes for $30 <gasps> at Foot Locker. Oh, yeah. I didn't care yeah. what color they were or anything, or even if they felt good on my feet. It was, there were $30. I had to. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I understand. I totally understand. <laughs> I'm, I love, I love boots. I'm that way with boots. My husband is yes. always like, do you really need one more pair of boots? So I was like, yes, I don't have one like this. And he goes, oh, it's pretty close. <laughs> but yeah, I, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm that way. They with don't boots. understand. Um <laughs> They don't. They don't. They don't. It's just like the toilet paper. <laughs> that's that's um, right. Heather, We're on the you... same page. <laughs> okay. What What about, would you rather go camping or stay in a hotel? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I think I would rather go camping, but there has to be a shower house. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> It totally makes sense. I just can't we, we, go we, days without a shower. Yeah. Yeah. My my max is the by the third day, it's it it's gotta happen. Unless there's like a river or lake, I can at least get in and feel a little bit cleaner than then I can Yeah, like the clean sensation. Yeah. yeah. I could, I'm I'm with you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, Heather, music is really important to me. So um, what if you had a theme song, what would it be? Oh, a theme song? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, there is, okay, it's not like, well, it is a power ballad, but it's more like a love power ballad. I feel like I, I would have to think about my entrance music, but yeah. You guys have to try this. Her name is Alice Smith, and she just has one of those voices. And she has a song mm. called Fool for You, and it mm. is amazing. Like, if anybody, like, sang from, like, the pit of their stomach about, like, loving someone else, oh. that, this is the song. Oh, I'm going to so, have to look that up. I'm going to have to look her yeah, up. Yeah, I can't. If I If it's on, then I'm, like breaking it down I don't it, I oh. probably look like I'm having some sort of seizure but <laughs> yeah it's that kind of song where you just can't sit still wow oh I love yeah. it love it love it um <laughs> and we'll definitely put a link um to the song in our podcast notes and that's one yeah. of the reasons I love asking this question is because I get introduced to all these these new people that I wouldn't know. And Jonathan, our podcast producer, he actually put together like a compilation of the first season of Aftersight of all the songs that people that people mentioned. And it was a really fun soundtrack. Um, I'm gonna so have to look that up. Added to this next season. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, Heather. 
first and foremost, I definitely want to thank you for coming on today. I know you are insanely busy um, with the work you do and just life in general. And I really appreciate you taking the time to come on today, you know, to share what you do and, and why you do it. How long, how long have you actually been working with veterans? So I've been working with veterans since 2009, and it was, I worked for the state of Colorado, actually, for about four years before then. So it's been a while. I try not to date myself, but yeah, that's a long time, (laughs) probably like 17-ish years. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you you obviously like it because you're still doing it. Um, Did you, did you get your training here in Colorado? I went to Western Michigan University and I did a dual master's program, but mine was a little unusual. So half of my, well, one master's is rehabilitation counseling. Mm -hmm. So it's more like disability affirmative therapy and a lot of vocational based counseling. So helping people with disabilities find employment and then helping to accommodate the job so that they're successful. And then the other master's was the vision rehabilitation therapy, which is more of like the functional training, um, the the all in one okay. type of type of job. So well, my how- internships were Colorado. Oh, okay. So that's why I went out there. I was in Michigan for almost my whole life and then moved out to Colorado to complete my internships and then I stayed for <laughs> three more years after that. That happens. And then <laughs> Yeah, it does. I loved Colorado. It's it's beautiful. It's usually windy. That's yes. what I noticed. But <laughs> lots of fun things to do there. Yeah. And then I applied for the VA job um, in Columbus and did the interview over the phone and got hired and moved. Oh, wow. And that's a, yeah. quite the difference from Colorado to Columbus, Ohio. I um I actually got my first my first two guide dogs in Columbus, Ohio at Pilot Dogs. So I've been Pilot Dogs, yes, yes. I've been there several times. Um so yeah, small world, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, Heather, how did you how did you get involved in this career? Was there something in your life that drew it drew you to it? Or was it, you know, you just put a bunch of things in a hat and drew something out? (laughs) It was more like that. Yeah, it was by complete, uh, I will just call it destiny. So one of my, yeah, my undergrad is actually psychology. And at Western, they are really big into autistic studies and behavioral modification. Mm -hmm. So my last classes, I was just, I figured out that I didn't want to do that. Oh, okay. (laughs) And so one of my, one of my last classes was about like a rehab counseling. It was really centered around people with disabilities and the accommodation part and things like that. And my instructor actually approached me and said, we have this dual master's program. You would be great for it. You should apply. Wow. And so I did. She said there was like an emphasis in blindness and low vision studies. And I didn't know anything about it. So I figured that would be very interesting. Let's wow. do it. So it I just fell in. Wow. And you cover a huge amount of distance. Like what what air do you cover the whole state of Ohio? So in theory, I could. So there's only two of us that serve the state of Ohio. Oh, my goodness. And yeah, I'm located in Columbus, which is a big VA. Yes. And then there's Chillicothe, which is an hour south, and that's a big VA campus. So I actually work for both of those stations. The other woman that does the same job that I do, she's located in Cleveland. Oh, okay. So she covers... Um, kind of like the upper almost half of the state, but I cover everything else. Oh, and then wow. there's there's veterans that are on close to our state border, but they are served by like Pennsylvania and West Virginia VAs. And so it might be just 
closer for me to go to them instead of their blind oh, right. rehab person. Right. So I, I help those VA stations also. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But it's, it's like over, I think I counted counties oh, years back and I had gotten up to like 40 or 44 or something and I stopped counting. Wow. So, wow. And so I've worked with veterans quite a bit on a lot of different levels. Um, I did, I actually done some independent living um, training with them in their homes, you know, like putting bump dots on their, you know, microwaves and things, you know, pretty basic stuff. Um, and I know how life changing it is just to have something like bump dots on your microwave, right? Yeah. Um, can yes. you? Can you kind of walk us through the different things that that you do when you visit a veteran's home? Sure. So if you think of everything that you do throughout your day, whether it's just daily living skills or working with your technology devices or trying to watch TV a little more effectively, I do all of that. It's wow. just the only thing that I don't do is um, street crossings. Okay. So orientation and mobility, I don't have that degree, um, or that certificate. So I can work with you to travel safely, but not actually run you back and forth across the street. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I don't think the VA wants to be liable for that one. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's everything that you do during the day. It's, you know, talking to your family. It's, helping get the toothpaste on your toothbrush yeah. or cook your favorite meal that you used to do or yeah work with low vision devices to read or scanning devices to read it's it's everything wow. um helping with not medication management but sort of like i can teach how to use the medication organizer but i can't help fill it oh right or work with Echo or Google devices to help set reminders or access music or talking books. It's everything, wow. which is why this job is so fun because it's something new every day. Well, and you're actually helping and enriching people's lives every day, which is why you're a superhero uh, with your bedazzled, you. with your bedazzled cape. Um, That's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I know... You know, I mean, I lost most of my vision when I was nine, but I've gone through these different waves of losing more and then losing more. And every time I hit one of those waves, I do have to think about how I do things and even, you know, do more adapting than I did the last time I lost vision. Right. So do you, do you run across that as well? Like, do you work with some veterans that, okay, this is where they are right now and you, tr you know, give them training for what they're dealing with right now? Or do you do like, okay, put the blindfold on and we're going to learn this totally blinded so that you'll be ready if that, if it hits that stage? Well, since, um, since I cover such a big area, I only get to see a person maybe once every three weeks, unless I do special scheduling. So um, I don't do too much blindfold training, but there are programs that do in preparation. So in the VA system, we have blind rehabilitation centers. Mm. There's like 13 or 14 throughout the nation. Okay. So that's a program where a person goes for training, but they have training every single day. Right. Okay. And they do a lot of blindfold training. But um, I, if someone has a progressive vision loss condition, I usually try to address that with getting them an adjustable device. And it's usually a, an electronic device that can zoom in or zoom out with autofocus. So no matter if they have their best vision in the, oh, in the morning okay. when they first wake up and then due to diabetes, their vision is horrible in the evening and they need a right. lot more magnification. Yeah. An adjustable device like that, or we have electronic devices that will magnify and read to you. Okay. So it's, it's kind of like get fitting someone with a device like that just to match 
where they are or where they could be. But yeah, not too much blindfold training. Okay. I think I wouldn't be as popular if I (laughs) (laughs) whipped out my blindfolds and was like, we're going to do this today. (laughs) Yeah, some of those sparkles would have to be removed, I think, on your That's face. right. Yes. I I see the value in it, but when you're when you go into someone's house and you just meet them, you know, and you're, you know, petting their dog and getting to know their background a little bit, it's I might be able to do it with some of my veterans that are more familiar with me, but it's it's a kind of a tap dance when you first go into someone's home and they experience the recent vision loss and their family doesn't understand. And yeah, you really got to be the shoulder to cry on sometimes and not, not push them too far out of their comfort zone. Not until they really trust you. Right. Right. Well, with the holidays coming up, are there some tricks, um, that, that you talk to your clients about, um, to help them through the holidays, regardless if it's, you know, going through the buffet line <laughs> or, yeah. or even mentally, you know, I know, I know for me, even though I've had vision loss for a long time, I have to go like, take myself on a timeout. And luckily I, I have a guide dog. So I always use him as excuse, but I'm like, oh, I think Beethoven needs to go for a walk. <laughs> and so, yeah, yes. but I have to like, just be away from the chaos for a little while. <laughs> um, yeah. What What about, what are some of the tricks that maybe you could share today to help our listeners who, who maybe this is their first holiday with vision loss? Well, I always promote transparency, mm. self-advocacy, and knowing your boundaries. So like overstimulation is a big one. Yeah. If, if you're in a crowded place, you know, your, your family reunion at Christmas and everyone's coming at you, that's where your advocacy comes in. Also, you would just say, okay, instead of, you know, running up to me next time, I can't see you very well. So just (laughs) maybe when you're like six feet away, just be like, Hey, Bob, coming at you to say hi, (laughs) just to give me a heads up. You know, don't, don't touch me. I don't like to be touched. Yeah. That's a big one. Yes. Don't, don't grab my cane. (laughs) That's rude. Everyone should know that by now. Don't do that. So, and then same thing, like if you do need assistance getting through the buffet line or something like that, you can take the opportunity to educate Mm -hmm. your friends or family with human guide or your personal preferences. I have a guy who's like, six five yeah I am five one and a half (laughs) so (laughs) the chances of him grabbing my elbow to do human guide the correct way it doesn't work like that so we figured out a way like he puts his hand on my shoulder you know I'm like I will I will tilt my my shoulder back a little bit when we're going through the doorway it's just communication oh yeah and then you you going to take your dog out when it's too much is a perfect example. <laughs> I feel like with sight or without sight, we all need the break from the family. Yeah. You know, that, I heard a joke. Yeah. That, that's a good point. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. Family and guests are kind of like fish. You have to throw it out after a couple of days, you know, <laughs> just for. <laughs> yeah. I think the same rules apply just at all holiday gatherings. But yes, be vocal. Only say what you're comfortable with. If you don't want to talk about your vision loss, don't talk about it. Mm. You know? But keep in mind, not everyone is as educated as, as they should be about vision loss, especially, but really any sort of disability or change from the way you quote unquote used to be. So going into a social setting and having like your speech prepared, mm-hmm. that will help. So then you're not, you know, caught off guard and having to answer a bunch of questions you don't want to answer. Right, right. Yeah, I know maybe not so much with men. I, I'm not trying to be stereotyped, but but I know like with women, a lot of times they were the ones that cooked the dinner. You know, they were the hostess. Yes. And I know that that's, that's a struggle too. If, if this is your first holiday, not being able, you know, to be the hostess with the mostess and, but I, but I, yeah, but I like your idea of, you know, be vocal, you know, educate and, um, 
you know, they only know what they know, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. If you don't feel comfortable, you know, cooking the ham because now you're having trouble telling when it's done, you know, try sushi this year. <laughs> try try something a little different so that, you know, your family's not like, this doesn't taste like your ham normally does. I mean, everybody's super judgy during the holidays oh, for some reason. I know. But yeah, if if you don't want to do it at all because you're just not feeling it because it's the holidays and you're going through all these transitions, order pizza. Uh, Everybody likes pizza. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Make it a make it a fun. But I mean, I I work with people that have you know obviously vision loss, but changing vision, and I know that you guys can do it. There's yeah. always a way to do it. Literally, the only thing that I cannot help you do besides crossing the street legally is <laughs> driving. And oh, so there's a way. There's yeah. a way to cook yeah. that ham, you guys. There's a way to make whatever you want. Don't give up. Yeah. You all can figure it out. So, yeah. That's a good point. So maybe this year, especially if it's your first year, um, don't give up. Because by next year, you'll have another year under your belt with a lot more tools training. Um, so you may actually become a better cook, um, next year. Exactly. Yes. Losing anything, vision loss, anything like that. It's going to throw you into a grieving period. And that's, that's like six stages of grief. Mm. So really go easy on yourself. It doesn't have to be perfect. You're dealing with a loss. And if someone doesn't understand that, then you shouldn't give them any of your ham anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love your attitude. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you're the veterans that you work with just adore you and want to adopt you. <laughs> Thank you. We do have a good time. Yes, I have. I told um, Jonathan that I have like 500 grandpas and Aww. a couple grandmas all around the state. Yeah. Oh, I'm well taken care of. So that is so <laughs> sweet. So <laughs> I'm sure not every day is spectacular, right? I mean, I love my job as well. Um, and again, who wouldn't love helping people? But I, but there yeah. are days, you know, you might get that phone call <laughs> or that email. Um, what keeps you motivated when you're having a hard day? Um, usually a glass or two of wine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's after work. Um, you know, I have a couple things hanging in my office that they're just like notes. I save every note I get from people that I've helped. And I even get notes from some of their family members. Aww. Like the other day I got these two cute little notes from like their middle school grandchildren because I met them years ago and they still remember me and it just it made my entire month so I try to focus on that and then I have um two daughters they're five and seven oh and my seven-year-old is already like, you know, what am I going to do when I get older? Oh, and she tells me all the time. I know, right? Already. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I want to help people like you, mommy. Aww. And it's just like those little, just those little things to kind of like snap you back into why you picked this. Yeah. So, oh. But you are right. Every day is not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So what, what are some of the things that like what are like what are some of the skills that are your favorite to teach? And then maybe some I, that are your least yeah. favorite. <laughs> My least oh definitely like sweeping. I hate <laughs> hate cleaning patterns, you guys. I hate it. cleaning is the worst anyway. But when you have to teach patterns on how to do it, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's that's probably my least favorite by far. So ex- then, explain what patterns are because there's I know what patterns are because I've been trained on yeah. them, but there's going to be a lot of people in the audience that don't know what patterns are. So if you picture in your head kind of like a grid, so we're in your kitchen, you want to sweep the floor and you've been missing spots and you don't want to miss any spots. So we would break your floor into, let's say like, I don't know, four by four foot squares. So you're going to like sidestep and then you are going to bring the broom to your feet in kind of like a fan pattern. 
So you start on your left, you sweep at your feet, then you move, you know, six inches, you move the room six inches further to the right, you sweep towards your feet. So that's a, that's a pattern so that you don't miss any spots. Mm-hmm. Right. It takes forever, you guys, <laughs> until you get the hang of it, then, then you fly through it. But yeah, once and you, a ton of your listeners probably already have their pattern and they didn't even realize. Yes, you do that, it. that is true. And same with vacuuming as well. Like when you're vacuuming, yes. you do very similar. And, and yep. you're right. You're right. I bet people who are sighted do have a pattern down that they, that they just do it because it's the way they've always done it. That's right. Yeah. And it's your, yeah, it's your routine. So yeah. my favorite is probably, it's a tie. I love low vision devices. Mm. We have the coolest stuff out there now. I mean, we have like the virtual reality type goggles that you put on. You can zoom in, zoom out. You can transmit the TV picture or your computer screen right into the goggles. Like, I'm kind of a nerd with wow. the technology. Wow, what, what, what are those called? So, okay, so we call them head-borne or head-mounted okay. devices. Okay. And I'll, I'll give a shout out to some of the companies. So one of them is Vision Buddy. Vision Buddy. And okay. another one is through New Eyes, which is N-U-E-Y-E-S. And okay. theirs is called the E2 Plus. So just the the plus sign, okay. not the not the word plus. And then there is the Patriot Viewpoint, mm. which is based out of Florida. So a lot of these are California. Um, a lot of them are Florida, where like the big Freedom Scientific company right. is. Right. Um, they own pretty much everybody now. Yes. So me too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's who you're going through. And yeah. then I mean, you've got Iris Vision oh, and. Right. There's one called eSight. That was one of the very first ones that was on the market. So, and, and I think they're the they're still the only one that advertises like so it's a it's kind of like glasses that you wear with a camera on it. Okay. And they advertise that you can walk with that on. Really? I still don't recommend it, you guys. I don't recommend it cuz oh, if that you, sounds dangerous. <laughs> It, it is. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Usually when you're experiencing vision loss, your depth perception is affected anyway. <laughs> yeah. So then you put on these optics that are <laughs> auto-focusing to the distance and then you look down oh. and yeah, just, just don't just do me a favor. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> just, I remember, gosh, it was probably 15 years ago, maybe longer. They, I, I had a company that wanted me to beta test. Um, I think they were called TV eyes or something like that. And they were, yeah, yeah but they were so heavy on my neck. Yes. I felt like, I mean, after like five minutes, like I felt like I was getting a headache because they were so heavy on my nose. Yep. And I was like, am I weird? <laughs> but I gave, no, them, my, I gave no. them my feedback. I'm like, you know, these were great for the first five minutes, but then it just, it got, it was so uncomfortable. It's like, there's no way that I would even watch like the news with them on because yeah, it was so painful. Um, and I'm sure they've come a long way since then. They have, they've got like a, it's a really soft, um, kind of like a cushion insert that sits on mm. your face and then the headset itself. So it uses a smartphone in the headset. So you've got like a Samsung phone oh, in wow. this headset. That's what you're looking through. That's the camera. So it's got a 4K picture now. Wow. That's very high definition. So if you sit in the same spot, so the same distance, and you look at the same object for like two minutes, you actually do get a pretty crisp picture. Wow. So yeah, they have come a long way. But wow. I know what you mean about the heaviness because... <laughs> We talked about how many years I've been doing this. Yeah, I used to try those on too. And I'm like, no, who would want to wear this for a four-hour football game? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, maybe I should check on some of the new technology because I still have some residual vision in my, quote, good eye. Um, Yeah. It's, you know, everything is pretty fuzzy. But, you know, but I I have, like, even taken my phone um, when we've been at a game or performance or something. And, um, you know, just put it in on the zoom and watched my yeah. phone through it. Um, some play, 
some places really frown on that because they think you're recording it. Um, but usually if I, if they do catch me, I just explain, no, this is the only way I can see. (laughs) So that's, that's awesome. So do you teach like screen reading software, software as well? Like JAWS? Yeah. Okay. Wow. So JAWS, that's more of an intensive program. So if you've never used it before, yeah, (laughs) yeah, you know, if you've never used it before, I mean, you've got to obviously know how to use a computer, but then you have to learn all of the keyboard commands and how to interpret the feedback that JAWS is giving you. So that's more of an everyday, a couple hours a day training. So um, my veterans would go up to a blind rehab center and stay. And the benefit is that they are issued the computer that they are working on. Mm. So transferring their skills back home is really simple. Like I might help them plug in the computer, but then they just, you know, fly through because they've already used their JAWS commands for the last month. Right, right. So they are, they already know how to get into the applications they want to use. But so yeah, there's JAWS and then there's Zoom text, there's Guide Connect. I don't do too much with Dragon, naturally speaking, because yeah. that's another, you got to learn the commands. Right, right. Um, but yeah, lots of, I fix a lot of computers. Oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> I actually use Zoom text and I use the Zoom text reader. Um, I, yeah. I, I've been trained on JAWS. Uh, it's embarrassing to say, but I've been trained on JAWS three times. But it's that it's so complicated. <laughs> that, yeah, it's that, so much to learn and yeah. remember. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it is because I still have some residual vision that it's, I didn't, it didn't stick with me because I could cheat, right? You know, they, yeah. they, they call, I don't know if you know this, but totally blind people have called me peekers. Like I'm a peeker because oh. I can peek still. <laughs> I like that. (laughs) I like that. I usually just call it cheating. Yeah. So if I'm trying to have someone like use voiceover on their iPhone and then they're holding it real close, I'm like, you're cheating. Yes. But now I'll I'll call them a peeker. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Heather, the the VA itself, you know, they've had some pretty bad press and I know here in Colorado like when they were building the big hospital down in Aurora it was it was mm-hmm. just a nightmare and then you know and like I said at the top of the show you know I my dad and brothers and even my husband are all veterans and there there's been mixed reviews with the VA system <laughs> um how does how does that does that impact your work at all the way um you know, when something bad comes out about the VA or do you, have you seen any changes over the past years that you've worked there? Oh, yes. We, that's, <laughs> that's the thing about the VA. They love to change. Yeah. So right now our most recent change is they, they are revamping the entire medical record system. So I think there's like five VA stations that have switched to the new system and Columbus is one of them. Wow. So, and it's, it's just not super user-friendly. So that's kind of why we've been in the news lately is because, you know, veteran care is taking longer Mm. and it just, it it was not a smooth transition, (laughs) but my field, it's so small that usually we're not really, I mean, obviously we are the VA, but we're not really, impacted too much by the bad stuff. Oh, good. Um, like our wait times are usually pretty consistent. So I'm usually scheduled out like 20 to 30 days. Um, but now because of COVID, we have like video training oh. as an option. So I can contact someone through like VA Video Connects where the VA gives you an iPad so that you can video chat with your providers faster. Nice. Nice. And then we have something called secure messaging, which is through um, a veteran's health portal. And so you can email your providers and then we are required to respond back to you within like two or three business days. 
um, wow. that way. So it's just a faster, secure way to contact someone if you're not having luck with the phone system. But yeah, we've had we've had a lot of the same complaints. It's usually like wait times and right. then trying to get through to providers using the phone. That's that has not been easy the entire time I have been at the yeah. VA. <laughs> Yeah, I can attest to that, you know, watching, especially my husband trying to get through. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And then, of course, they'll call you back the one time you can't answer the phone and then it's like it starts (laughs) all over again. Yeah, it can be be frustrating. We have a policy for that. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Um, Just kidding. I also know that, you know, with my work with veterans over the, you know, last decade or two, that the like you had mentioned some of these the technology that you train um a lot of that the the veterans do not need to they don't have to pay for those items is that still correct that is still correct so most of the things that i issue um they're called prosthetics so most people think of a prosthetic as like a i don't know a prosthetic eye or a limb things like that, but it actually covers like the entire adaptive aid realm. Wow. So whether it's computer software or a full size, you know, CCTV magnifier, right? it's, yeah, all of that's free for veterans. And then um, that includes um, some home modifications. So if you need a shower chair, Mm. grab bars, a ramp for your wheelchair or your walker. The VA puts all of those in at no charge. Okay. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause I remember, um, you know, again, it was about 10 years ago when I was doing the in-home training with veterans is it always, they had better equipment than I did. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah they're like hey pen do you know try this out and i'm like oh my gosh yeah this is amazing yeah. um so that that's wonderful a lot of the newer yeah we have i mean the we have vendors from all of the major companies that kind of like you know keep us on their routes and give us demo devices to show veterans and it's all you know newer technology so plus the va is allotted like a it's a lump sum at some point during the year, and that's to cover prosthetic devices mm. so that veterans don't pay for them. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Heather, if if there is a veteran out there listening and was maybe not aware that this is a service through the VA or a family member, you know, realizing that, you know, a, a spouse or, or husband, you know, that, you know, somebody in their family is struggling with their vision and are a veteran, what's some of the first steps to get connected with your service? So your very first step would be to enroll. And for that, it's usually like a very front desk in the VA and you bring in your DD-214 and you get enrolled. So that's a pretty quick process. Then they will schedule an appointment with a primary care doctor. So that would be the equivalent of like a just a general physical. And then after you have that, you can be um, referred to the specialty clinics. So if you hadn't had an eye exam, usually within the past year, they will schedule you for one of those. Um, if you have, then you can give the VA your most recent records. Oh, okay. um, and then if you do have vision loss, you would first talk to the VIST coordinator, which is Visual Impairment Service Team. Okay. And that's a person that's going to monitor you once a year. So you have like an hour long meeting and they kind of ask you general questions just to see where you are with um, any vision changes and functionally. And then if you do need training or help with something, then the VIST coordinator would refer you to someone like me. Okay. And my, uh, my title is BROS. It's Blind Rehabilitation Outpatient Specialist. Oh, okay. Because we are the government. We abbreviate everything. Yes, exactly. Everything. <laughs> yeah. So if you hear Vist and Bros being thrown at you, that's who we are. That's okay. us. Well, that so it seems like it's a pretty quick process 
Um, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's especially if you're already being followed, if you're already part of the VA and you go to the eye clinic and you're involved with optometry and ophthalmology already, you can always ask for a referral. A lot of VAs have a low vision clinic and then they have blind rehabilitation. So okay. we're kind of the same program, but not really. Um, low vision is usually just at the VA. And so you go and they can do, you know, a magnifier assessment and things like that. So okay. if you if you recently lost vision and you're not legally blind, that's probably where they would try to send you. Okay. It's just an appointment with low vision. But yeah, if you're a little further along with your vision loss, then you would be with VIST and BROS. Okay. Okay. And then you had mentioned that you do not teach orientation and mobility. So is that like a separate department, they would send an O&M instructor to you? Or, right. or is that so, something you would have to learn at one of the, you know, in-person clinics? Either one. Yeah. A lot of people go to the blind rehab centers just to have the training done all at once oh, Okay, um, in a shorter period of time. But we have outsourced to, we have like, it's not a, I don't, well, we used to have some state agency folks that we could work with. Okay. And then um, there's some community agencies that had mobility. So the VA would pay the instructor by the hour to work with the veteran in their living space and to cross the street they needed to cross. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, orientation mobility is to me one of the number one skills. <laughs> I feel like yeah. every, everything else is easy, at least in my world is easy compared to that. Um, right. You know, once you get that down, it's like everything else kind of falls, falls into place. I feel. Yes. So, it's, have, I mean, you get a lot of your independence back when you can do your independent travel again. Absolutely. You feel, yeah, more in control. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Heather, what's next for you? Oh, I'm probably a lifer. I'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will probably be in blind rehab for the rest of my career. Aww. I'm 40, so <laughs> I'll be here for a while. But um, yeah, the only really ways to go upward is to be like a chief of a blind rehab center mm. or to instruct in a college. And I don't I don't think I want to do either one of those. Yeah. I love visiting y'all at your house and meeting <laughs> your pets and your grandkids. And Aww. some, some people make me brownies. Like it's just, oh. it's a, I have a great job. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Well, Heather, what would you, what would you like our audience to take away today? Well, I would like for your audience to know that really your possibilities are endless. If you used to love to do something when you had your vision, chances are 98% of the time we can figure out a way for you to still do it. Mm -hmm. So use your community resources. Um, you can always reach out to any blind rehab person that you know or any low vision store or anything like that and just ask yeah. where you find people like me that could help you. So really take your power back, start asking questions, try to put yourself out there again, and we'll get you there. That's awesome. Yeah. I always tell people, you know, no, it's not fun losing your vision. <laughs> that would not be the word I would describe losing your vision as yes. fun. But it's, it's not the end of the world. And which is one of the reasons we started this podcast is that there is life after sight. And That's you know, right. it, it, it may not look exactly the same. But it wouldn't anyway, you know, our lives change all the time and, and we have to adjust and, and grow. And so, you know, with vision loss, it's, you know, maybe accelerated that a little bit, but yeah, like, but there is a whole life out there just waiting for you. You know, you just got to take, That's those, right. take those first steps. Well, Heather, I always give, you know, I've been asking you a million questions. I always give my guests an opportunity to ask me a question. So what would you like to ask Penn Street? Oh my goodness. Um, I would like to know what is something that you have thrived in after vision loss that surprised you? 
That's a good question. Uh, I haven't been asked that one yet. Uh, I would say outdoor adventure. Um, before I lost, I mean, I was a tomboy. I have seven older brothers, so I, I kind of had to be a tomboy <laughs> to survive. Yeah, you had no choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but and I, and I lost my vision at age nine. And so I didn't maybe do a lot of the fun outdoorsy things that a lot of kids got to do. And, but when I, I met my husband and, you know, we, we would go camping and, you know, I learned to ski and, you know, and that definitely is something that I honestly don't think would have been part of my world if, if I hadn't lost my vision. And so, you know, I've done some just amazing things like raft the entire Grand Canyon. Um, you know, I ski actually this Sunday will be my first day up skiing for the season. and I. I just, I really think that none of those things would have been on my radar if I hadn't have lost my vision and, um, you know, people in my, my life felt like that was something that, you know, kind of like I was talking about, well, if you learn orientation and mobility, then the rest comes easy. I feel that way about being outside in, you know, in the outdoors is that if you can climb a mountain or you know, go rafting or, you know, go skiing, things like that, then doing stuff like going to the mailbox to get your mail or going to the grocery store, everything gets easier. It's all in comparison, right? You know, so if you can Mm -hmm. push yourself a little bit. um, But yeah, I think, I think definitely the love of outdoors and just that sense of adventure um, definitely stemmed out of that. Thank you. That's, that's amazing. That's a great question. Thank um, you. Your answer was was even better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Heather. Um, I do. I I would much rather be outside <laughs> than, in, yeah. than indoors. I oh, you know, I asked that question about camping or hotel. I do like myself a nice, you know, hotel with a spa occasionally, but I would much rather. Sure be you know out there waking up you know you know under the trees or by a lake or you know that that's that's how I roll anyway (laughs) yeah yeah I feel you clean air birds you know exactly hopefully the whole experience exactly exactly to me it doesn't get any better than that um, yeah. <laughs> well, Heather, this has been such a treat for me. Um, I haven't laughed this hard in a while, and I really, really <laughs> appreciate it. Um, so, um, again, you are a superhero with your bedazzled um, cape, and I love it. And um, I know, you know, just by getting to meet you for this short time, I, w- I wish we lived closer. We'd go out for that glass of wine together. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I'm buying. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, well, again, Heather, thank you for taking your time today. Um, I know you have an insane schedule. Um, I also want to thank everybody at Audio Information Network of Colorado. Uh, as always, I get to do the fun parts. You know, I get to get to talk to these amazing people like Heather, and they're the ones that do all the hard part on the back end. <laughs> <laughs> that makes this show possible. Um, it's I can't believe we're already in the midst of our second season, and uh, it's just incredible. I, I can't believe that I get to do this um, week after week. And again, keep those comments coming, the suggestions coming. Um, it really does help form this podcast. So, um, and remember, everybody, you know, be kind to yourselves this week and find a way to be kind to someone else. It's good for your soul. Again, Heather, thank you. And thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next week.